All right, we are back. It is another episode of the By God Pod. Wyatt, can I get a By God? Brother Bowman. Brother Wyatt. <laughs> Broken Stanch is here. That voice you hear is the stanchion hailing from Cameron, North Carolina. <laughs> yes. Mr. Wyatt Arch. Wyatt, how are you doing today? I, I'm pretty good. I don't know. The, the Hardy's got me in a good mood. The Oh, the Hardy's got me in some sort of mood. I'm not sure. We're going to get to that. That's yep. essentially our main event of the episode, is we're going to be going over our review of Total Deletion. Oh, man, yep. <laughs> uh, and it's it's going to get nuts. I took I took more notes than I do for any other podcast episode I think I've ever done, including the movie show. Yep. No, I can see that, because there's, there's a lot to talk it's about. It's 17 minutes long, and yep. I probably have 40 notes. It's. I could write a paper on it. I, I couldn't keep up. I'm trying to pick what my favorite quote of it was. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. I have to keep going back and transcribing. It's insanity in its purest form, and it's it's glorious. So so we'll get to that. Um, first things first, we've got some other wrestling stuff to talk about. There's other things happening in the wrestling world aside from the final deletion. I know it's hard to believe. Uh, it's, there it's is. Tough. It's tough to believe. What else? What else is going on? Uh, does it? Does anything even matter? It does really everything. And as much as we joke about it, like this is one of the most interesting things to happen in wrestling in a while because at least they're doing something different. Monday Night Raw had a July Fourth wet floor oh, episode. It did on Monday that we're not even going to really bother reviewing or breaking down. I might talk a little bit about the food fight, but uh, aside from that, the big news out of wrestling this week is probably Matt and Jeff Hardy losing their minds. It it was more entertaining. It was yeah, like, I, captivating stuff. I don't think it's one of those things where it'll it'll hit it, like it'll hit a point of like severe diminishing returns. So they can't rely on this for too long. Uh, it'll get to a point where we all agree that it's garbage. But for now, good stuff. Because they put out that insanity with that poorly chosen table <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a month ago, and people were like, "Okay, this is like Hardy Why So here. This yeah. is some pretty crazy stuff." And then it. It can't get any bigger than this. Nope. This this has to be it. But I don't think that the Hardys are going to realize that this is kind of like... I feel like at this point, they're in on the joke a little bit. But if I see any more, I'm going to think that, oh, they think this is... People are really responding to this. Yeah, I want to And do, then I'm going to feel bad. It's one of the things where I want to use the like the English comedy uh, rule. Or like, you know, like Faulty Towers. They just did like the two series. Everyone loves it. They didn't do any more. They will leave you wanting more. If the Hardys slow play this... It's the best thing they can do with it. Yep. Because people will talk, but if you do too much of it, people are going to forget about it. If you just do like a couple here and there, people are going to be like, remember the Hardys, that fucking crazy shit? And say you do one like, you know, six months from now, they're going to be like, oh shit, it's back. Like it, make it a talking point. Make it something to look forward to. Don't overplay your hand. But you I like, you, I think they're going to overplay it. You know what I want to see them do? And this might even get TNA into, like this is maybe Gen level where I'll tell Jen what's happening in TNA. Oh, shit. Okay, yep. It'll get her watching wrestling. I want to see them show up on the next episode of Impact and challenge for the TNA tag titles like nothing ever happened. <laughs> yes. I want to see them come out dressed as the Hardy Boys circa 2000. <laughs> Fuck it, get, my, get a Michael, Michael, Michael Hayes, Hayes is there. there. Yeah. No, no, put uh, Senior Benjamin in a Michael yep. Hayes getup yep. in a too tight shirt and some cargo pants and have them challenge, I don't know, the Decay, the American Wolves, whoever their tag team titles are. Yep. Uh, have them challenge for the tag belts and make no mention of any of this. Yep. I. Why not? That, that alone would have people talking. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do you guys not remember that <laughs> madness you put on last week? 
I don't know what you're talking about, says Matt Hardy, without an accent. Where, where's the where's accent? Pinpoint a region. Oh, I don't know. That's that's around the world in 90 days with that guy. I don't know where he's coming from. I think it's seven different accents. I detected a Surrey dialect in there. Yeah, I was telling Surrey, you earlier. British Columbia. I think I heard an African accent at one point. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he was coming with it, but uh, it it was it was surreal. Like I don't. I want to know if he practiced. Like in his head, did he think he was nailing it, or did it just like he just knew that like whatever was gonna I'm just gonna wing it. I want to I want to know I want to know his mindset. I really want to see Daniel Day-Lewis attempt to play Matt Hardy in a remake of The Final Deletion and see if he could do it. I don't think he could. <laughs> you know what, guys? This part's too hard. I can't, can't do it. Can't Matt, get in his mind. Matt Hardy is the only person who can play <laughs> broken Matt Hardy. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to get more t- more into that in yep. depth later. Um, every, you know, it's, it's a wrestling show. I know you guys come here for the wrestling, but we're going to spend a while talking about this, uh, this Kevin Durant thing. Why? What's your take on Kevin Durant? Well, you know, he's just trying to buy his way to a title. I think it's yep. garbage. Oh, uh, I'm not happy. <laughs> what do you think about Dwayne Wade? <laughs> well, you know, he might as well tear down his statue outside Miami. You know, yep. no one has any honor or loyalty nowadays to tell you, bro. What do you think about, uh, John Jones? Oh, you know what? That, don't even get me started on that one. I know you are not a fan of John Jones. You are not a fan of John Jones versus Daniel Cormier because they, they screwed you over once. Yeah. They hyped it up. It didn't live up to expectations. John Jones has done it again. He has failed the drug test. Who knows? It might be recreational. It might be steroids. Maybe he challenged it, and it was who knows what's going to happen. All I know right now is that that is such a huge blow to UFC 200. Because, like, Dana White, UFC 200, that's huge for them. So, that, yep. that yeah, that he's going to be pissed. I remember going to Roger's video and renting on VHS the Ultimate Fighting Championship. There was no number. It was just the ultimate championship. I yeah. believe there were only a couple of rules, like no fish hooks, and yep. no like small limb breaking. That was about it. <laughs> there was just old, shitty-looking white men that were involved. They had people like fighting styles. Oh yeah, it's Tank Abbott fighting style, pit fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally would sit at a bar, get called it the night before, and just fight the next day. <laughs> ah, the old days. Yeah, the old days where there's no weight classes or anything, and oh. it never equaled what I ever wa- what I wanted it to, and that was the fight from Bloodsport. Yep. And that's the little monkey guy versus the big fat guy. The closest they had was a big sumo guy fought uh, a kind of small guy, and he got his ass kicked. You obviously know the little monkey guy I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's glorious. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So yeah, UFC suffers a pretty pretty big blow, mm, and it, uh, maybe Matt Hardy steps up. I think Matt Hardy has made a case to challenge uh, Daniel, Daniel Cormier. And again, Matt Hardy will probably get up on points. And then Daniel Cormier, in order to not lose because he's a big old pansy, will just lean on him against the cage for three rounds. You know what's funny is Cormier calls himself the king of the grind. <laughs> is he doing that like a pride thing that he just leans against the cage? on someone for like three rounds because that was i tell you that was despicable that's a zero zero tie in soccer despicable. yeah yeah no he lo- he he broke that fight mentally yeah so i wanted to see the rematch because now cormier was talking in big game i'm just uh, talking in big game last time that's what sucked me in <laughs> I know. again it's like you there pussy that's the ufc equivalent of gen level yeah where i was you were showing oh. me that and getting me interested and getting me excited so i checked it out and got just oh did not deliver like Matt Hardy. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you tell me this Matt Hardy loses his mind and fights Jeff and there's Roman Candles involved. I'm like, all right, I'll watch this, but <laughs> we'll see. And I got exactly what I wanted and what I expected. Yep. <sighs> um, 
UFC wise, anything else really big to look forward to? I know the Lesnar fight's pretty much all I care about. Yeah, that's still it's gonna only be three rounds because I think both guys can't go the five rounds. That would be hard to watch with their stamina. Uh, I still think Lesnar's gonna get destroyed. Uh, uh, it's still gonna be a fun card. There's a lot of in- intriguing matchups, but like you know, like you have seen in UFC, matchups can only do so much. It could end up being a shit card anyways. Sometimes bad cards that look bad end up being fun. I just, for me at least, I'm still happy Lesnar is there because that's just such a, uh, a weird event to see this guy. Who? How many people could like, you know, dual role main eventing wrestling and UFC? Like that's once in a lifetime. So probably if he was still going, Bo Jackson could have done it. That guy could have done anything. He could have done anything. That guy was an athlete. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, <laughs> now why you say Lesnar's gonna get destroyed? I think I, I'll do that to protect myself. Now I obviously don't know a lot about the UFC. Yeah. But this this fella he's he's going to be ultimate fighting. The Super this, Samoan. This, this Mark Hunt character. Yeah. Um who does Mark Hunt ever won the WWE championship? Not to my knowledge. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, has he ever won the UFC championship? He has not, no. Has he ever won an NCAA championship? He has not, good sir. Has he ever successfully landed a shooting star spre- shooting star press in Seattle? Uh, he has not, good sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, neither has Lesnar, so there's really no edge there. But uh, has he won a 60-minute Ironman match on an episode of SmackDown against a former Olympic gold medalist? He has not, no. Tail of the tape? I'm leaning towards Lesnar here. <laughs> it's just Mark Hunt's like the king of the walk-off knockout, and he breaks jaws, and Lesnar's not the greatest at striking. So, I mean, obviously, if... Lesnar wrestles, like you said, good for him. Yeah. But I just wrestlers. There's a thing you see where a wrestler they like punch a guy, and they get the taste for it, and that's like a lot more fun. Like you punch a dude out, you get like you know you feel like a badass. You wrestle under the ground, you know you don't feel as I, mean, I don't know maybe you just don't feel as as dominant. So they kind of get caught up and wanting to punch someone out, and so Lesnar tries to strike, and that's and it's not good for him. I just I don't I I don't think it's going to be a knockout. I think uh, the Super Samoan, if he does win, which he won't. Um, <laughs> but he's cuts with because Paul Heyman isn't his manager, uh, <laughs> his corner guy. If uh, Mark Hunt does win, it'll be due to referee stoppage because excessive blood loss. Because Lesnar gets a case of the old purple head. Yep. And yep. yeah, he gets it's like a pressurized balloon. Yeah, he'll probably punches him once. All this blood's just going to escape <laughs> from his face. Yep, just pouring out of his nose at the sneeze. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping Lesnar wins. I, I was... want Lesnar to win so bad. Uh, oh, and this uh, whoever this Mickey Gall character is. Oh yeah, uh, Mickey Gall was not WWE champion for 434 <laughs> days. <laughs> he okay? certainly wasn't. So what's what's Mickey Gall done? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Uh, these wrestlers in the UFC. I'm, man, I'm hoping so because that could mean. Maybe Rusev gets a shot. Oh, imagine that, eh? Well, apparently Rusev could, like, he could fight. Oh, yeah, I could see that for sure. Del Rio was an old MMA guy. Yeah. There was Steve Blackman, but... And I really want to get into the underdog story of MMA fighter Zack Ryder. (laughs) Struggling to get over. (laughs) That reminds me, like, I think that that was the old story, because, like, Steve Blackman, generally, people thought he was an asshole, but there was a story, like, if there's one guy you didn't want to fuck with, it was Steve Blackman. Like, you just feel legit, legit badass. Did you ever hear the story Jump told of his brother at the airport? No. Steve Blackman and Ken Shamrock? Oh, shit, no. Okay, so Jump's brother um, was a bit of a heavier kid, right? Yeah. And their mom, I think, works for Air Canada, so would tip them off when the wrestlers were coming through town. So um, they went down there to, like, meet some wrestlers. And, oh, God, Jump's going to kill me for forgetting which one is which. But it was Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. 
and they were both assholes. I'm just not sure which one was the chief asshole, but uh, Dave, Jup's brother, went up and said hey to them, and he was, like I said, a rounder little kid. Yep. And um, one of those two guys says, oh, hey, I know you. And then he's like, oh, you do? Yeah, you're Cartman from the oh. TV from South Park. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ice cold. And then the other guy just like laughed like, ha. and then they went walking off like a couple of bullies. <laughs> Holy shit. Like a couple of damn bullies. Um, I will talk form. to Jup and and get clarification on which one was which, but I think it was Steve Blackman was the bigger asshole. Oh, shit. And Ken Shamrock was just like, huh. And then they went walking off shit. to get on the dirt bikes with, uh, with the girl that Dave liked, I'm sure. Oh, man. Unbelievable. That's just so bad. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, they did they do the Lion's Den match. They did that. A couple of those that were actually pretty shitty, if I recall. Yep. Um, wrestling news-wise, uh, Jerry Lawler, suspension was lifted. Yes, The right. domestic abuse charges or whatever were dropped. Uh, both him and his lady had very, very differing stories. Um, who knows what happens? Internet pitchforkists will obviously be like, oh, Jerry Lawler is a scumbag piece of shit. That may be true, but in regards to this, no one knows what really happened there. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. No one really does know. It sounds like a said, bad situation. She said they both yep. maybe have some drinking problems. Yeah, it's just a bad situation, but, you know, can't really come down on one side or the other, even though Lawler has a pretty shady history. But so he's been reinstated. He's back. Yep, no, yeah, I heard that, so, I mean... Adam so. Rose still fired, and this domestic abuse stuff has curtailed the signing of one of my favorite guys in Ring of Honor, Moose. Oh, what happened? Moose was all set, he was backstage at the last TakeOver event, I think, his ROH contract is pretty yep. much run out, and he was all set and keen to go to WWE, and he's exactly what they're looking for, just big, solid brick shithouse, who's crazy agile and really good. He has a spear as his finisher, but which you roll your, I can hear everybody listening rolling their eyes already. However, it's a really forward charging spear, and he does like a front somersault as he hits it. Okay. It's pretty cool. He can also do a standing drop kick to somebody on the top rope. It looks gorgeous. Anyway, so yeah, he was all set and primed to sign and start with NXT or what have you, and uh, or go to the performance center for being their September class. And then it came out that he was suspended from the NFL in 2009 for a game because of a domestic abuse thing. So they kind of pulled the offer and are distancing themselves. And apparently scuttlebutt is that um, it's not a it's never going to happen thing. It's just we need to put some distance right now because there's been a lot of fairly high profile domestic abuse stuff. Yeah. And we want to kind of keep our noses a bit clean. So it's not a case of never. It's just... Not right now. That that seems Not to be the, the mo for like even like someone like you know oh Billy Gunn failed a, you know a drug test so we'll fire him for a year and then bring him back like it's yeah. just a timing thing with WWE at all times right now so yep Daniel Bryan choking a guy with a tie <laughs> yeah fire him and then we'll bring him back yeah uh, yeah so Moose apparently has a pretty major offer from TNA dude don't do it <laughs> uh, he's got an offer to go back to Ring of Honor which I think yep. will be good like he'll only get better so. Yep. Um, but a really quick adjustment from someone coming from the NFL into professional wrestling. Moose is he's pretty good. That's good. No, that's no, too bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, other wrestling news. Uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert. Although it's if this is out tomorrow, Thursday, we're recording this tonight, yeah. and uh, it'll be airing tonight. But they've 
I was checking SmackDown spoilers last night. Got to do what we still can. Who Lesnar's opponent yes. is. And I've got two weeks of looking at spoilers and deciding, hey, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, they were going to announce Lesnar's opponent for SummerSlam. Yep, SummerSlam. Yeah. SummerFest. Summer, yeah, SummerFest. <laughs> and so I looked at the spoilers, and they didn't have it in there. They didn't show it to the live audience. They were going to edit it in at the broadcast, which I thought was genius, because now, smart. shit, I've got to watch it. Yeah. However, uh, in Canada, SmackDown airs on Wednesday nights, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Again, they didn't air it. It wasn't part of the Canadian airing. However, in Afterburn or Aftermath or whatever bullshit post-show they do, yep. um, it was, yeah, confirmed that it's going to be Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Ooh, interesting. At Summerfest. You still got to give Lesnar the win. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. Uh, interesting in the sense that a guy who's been pretty fragile and broken down over the years, hey, th- good job completing the <laughs> rehab. Way to go. I know your shoulder and neck are still kind of buggered up, but we're going to give you a nice light opponent. Uh, yeah, you're going to go in there and get suplexed about 80 times by Brock Lesnar, who is not going to take it easy on you because he has one speed eat. Yeah. No, this is this is a good test for his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. All those German suplexes are going to feel real good. Like years ago when Daniel Bryan was going to conquer Lesnar at WrestleMania. Remember that? Yep. There was still that underlying current of fear that Lesnar might actually paralyze this guy that we love. And it's kind of a – it's like when we saw Chelsea Green at that uh, oh, yeah. show. And she was bleeding profusely out of her head, but the match was continuing. There was an awkward silence. Like, yeah, this is great, and she's soldiering on, and we appreciate that as an audience. However – we rec- we recognize that that's a human being, and we're generally concerned. Yeah, it's getting really real right now. Or her well-being. <laughs> Just like if Lesnar were to have fought Brian, yep. it'd be, uh, like, this is great. It's fans, this is what we wanted. However, every single suplex, you'd just be cringing. And knowing what Brian ended up having to deal with, legit yep. or not. Oh, we were right to think that. We were right to think that. <laughs> yeah. So kudos for not giving us that match, but, I mean... I don't have the same affinity for Orton that I do for Daniel Bryan. Well, even I like, like I, for, I, yeah, uh, like like you always say, like watching Sami Zayn take bumps in his shoulder, you're always like, oh, does he need to do bumps. that? I get crazy watching <laughs> yeah. his entrance. Yeah, calm he down, Sammy. I'm like, no, Sammy, don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can borrow some of Cesaro's tape, which has got to go. Oh, he's I deep. love Cesaro. That tape's ridiculous. I hate it. Yeah, I've had enough of it. Had my fill. Yeah. Um, any other big wrestling news you want to get into? No, I think the, that's most of it. Uh, hasn't been a ton going on in the WB, really, um, aside from the things you touched on. So, yeah. A couple of real, couple of real shit raws. Nothing. Uh, it Batista, Batista's been doing some uh, some podcasts and just being the greatest guy ever. What's, what's Oh, he kind of went a rant against. Like, one half, Batista keeps it real, but the other half, he also like has like really hurt feelings over stupid shit. Yeah, because they boo him in favor of uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, like I, I wish he was more um, self-aware and realized that like they were. It's like he was chastising the fans for not enjoying the product. You guys should like what we're giving you. No, that's not no. Because he said that people like with chanting like, "Oh, they were all about chanting Bootista or Bluetista yeah. and making it about them." When it's a shame because they were too busy hating me and they missed some really good matches I did. A, they weren't great matches. Let's yep. not get crazy. Uh, B, again, that's a sign of the time, the product. No one's been super happy with the product. Like, that's – like, the people who make it about themselves – go into business for themselves are, like, Uh-oh. the guys who dress up and Ric Flair and go to the front row and, you know, they 
ape to the camera and do everything they can. Like, I think when the crowd kind of, yeah, certain crowds can kind of hijack a show, but that was just, you know, when there's nothing going on, you create your own entertainment, right? So, like, yep. Batista was like, all right, you're going to give us, we were looking at a Randy Orton Batista WrestleMania. What do yeah. you want people to do? Yeah. Like, and, fucking... and we rebelled. Yeah. Revolutions have been started for less. Yeah, exactly. Countries and entire government regimes have yeah. been overthrown for less than Batista versus Randy Orton like, made event WrestleMania 30. Like, if you think about it, that is still crazy. Someone actually thought this is a good idea. No, no one wanted that at all. We were hurtling towards disaster. Yep. And they were not going to correct course unless something was done. So. Again, that's the it, thing it, he's been he's left out of all this is how like a lot of it he wanted to come back as a heel they made try to make him face and force him down people's throats but at no point has he said that that match should have been Daniel Bryan yeah. versus somebody yep that's what I'm waiting to hear and that's not coming out now he's had some other great stuff like he wanted to come back and do SummerSlam that year yeah because in his words he felt it would be really cool if he was like doing SummerSlam and he can kind of cross promote because he would have some buzz because he could at the same time be in the number one movie and apparently Triple H and Stephanie kind of like giggled at him or snickered at him and said well who knows if the movie's going to be any good whoa and that's and he really had his feelings hurt by that. <laughs> Because he's like a sensitive Batista. I think he but... thinks promos are real, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, people hurt his feelings in promos daily, probably. Oh, but shit. He... And he's never been the, oh, it needs to get back to the Attitude Era, but he's, it feels like it doesn't need to be PG. He likes, a, he's a big fan of a more mature style of wrestling. Um, he wants to get, like, he wants some of the edge to come back. Which I Not agree edge, with. but. Yeah, I want edge like... back. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun killing that guy in the ring. Bring him back. Bring him back. So I don't know. I like I like Batista. I like him too. Like and he's at least he like explains his side of things, and that's fine. I don't well, agree with him, but when he came out and took Stephanie McMahon to task, which was for, awesome for the slaps, uh, coming out just burying people and never getting her comeuppance was just glorious. Yep. He should have just put a little period on that, a little exclamation mark, and been like, "Oh yeah, here's the total box office gross for Guardians of the Galaxy." Yep. Oh man, that would have been great. Turns out it was pretty good. He, should, he she could have wrestled as Drax. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Batista's probably done. And then Brock Lesnar um, took a little bit, not a shot at Stephanie, but was uh, his Brock Lesnar way. When I think he was doing an interview promoting the UFC fight, and uh, someone asked him like, "Oh, like, what do you think about comments Stephanie McMahon has recently made about not uh, um, not really fully supporting?" the the ufc fight yep she said that they don't like really support it or whatever and to which lesnar countered with well i don't really give a shit what she says yeah because he's great tell us like it is he's great they asked someone asked him someone asked him like why why are you fighting out of canada he's like i live there (laughs) that was it next question (laughs) yeah so, yeah, I like it. It's remote. There's not a lot of people. I live a quiet life and like how I grew up and I could instill that in my children and have them come up the same way. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, family man. Yeah. Yep. Ah, love Lesnar. Yeah. No, he would awesome. be a terrible friend probably. Oh, yeah. He'd never get, get, get calls back to you. Couldn't find, locate him at all. Yeah. Yeah. He'd probably beat you up a couple times. Ah, eh, just a couple times. Yeah, a couple of but fives. But I'd probably deserve it. <laughs> I killed one of his chickens. What was I thinking? Yeah. Uh, aside from that, yeah, not a lot happening in the world of wrestling. I tell you what I was watching tonight, the Cruiserweight Classic uh, Bracketology Special. Ha! Huh, How was great. it? How was it? 
It was great. They're presenting it like a real sport, which is what their intention was, but they're really like committing to that, which is super refreshing and awesome. Uh, Daniel Bryan is, for lack of a better term, fucking adorable. Adorable and lovable. Yep. I miss him. Yep. <laughs> little tear coming down. A little tear coming out. <laughs> uh, him and Mauro Ronaldo just breaking these guys down oh, and talking nice. about them like they're actual world-renowned wrestling talents, because they are. Yep. It was crazy. The profiles they did were great. They did a great one on the Bollywood Boys. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Uh, like, every time they would profile somebody, that was a person I now wanted to win the tournament. That's a good Except job for Jack Gallagher, who I hate. <laughs> He's this little British guy with this little handle. Like, he looks like he'd fit in perfectly with the vaudevillains. Oh, yeah. No knee pads, low wrestling boots, weird striped trunks, and an old-timey put him up (laughs) with a handlebar mustache and slick back hair. And he's got an old-school style, what? Nice. There you go. So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Um, Guys like TJ Perkins, who I didn't really know a lot about, I saw his story about how he was homeless and given up on his dreams. Like, oh! No, remember, the last time they got you was with Adam Rose. So just, just be careful. I don't want to see you That's get true. hurt. That's I don't want to see you get hurt, okay? Uh, I thought two guys that'd be meeting in the finals, or at least in the semifinals, Tommaso Ciampa, who I'm a big fan of, and Johnny Gargano, who I'm becoming a bigger fan of every week. Uh, they're meeting in the first round. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is surprising. They're NXT tag team. So okay. didn't expect that. I don't think we're going to see uh, the Bollywood boys wrestle each other, which I'm... Flabbergasted. I was wondering if they're gonna do that. No, uh well one of them, I think, in the second round, um, would have to defeat Zack Saber Jr., who is one of the people coming out of it that everyone's talking about. Oh yeah, this guy's gonna probably win or yep. just be in the finals. Cause let me just pull up the bracket here. Um yeah, it's uh Zack Saber Jr. is fighting Tyson Dukes in the first round, and he's the only Canadian in there because the Bollywood boys are fighting out of India. Yeah, which is smart for them to get in that angle. Yep, they're representing India, which, you know, that's that's cool. Um, you say that like it's not cool. I guess well, it's cool. Like, I, I, I'm very pro-Canada, but that's fine. I'm not going to be – Brooke Lesnar fights out of Canada, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, whoever wins, whoever wins Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tyson Dukes yep. has, will fight the winner of Harv Sira versus Drew Gulak. Um, and then we'll go on to like the next round. And then, uh, Gurv Sira is down. He's fighting Noam Dar and then might end up fighting Davari's brother. Oh, okay. Nice. To make it to, yeah. So there, it doesn't look likely that they're going to be wrestling each other, which I think is a good story you can have there. Yeah. But I think they're, if they're, if their end goal is like, you know, on the rate W radar is to get in the tag team division, the, like say on a SmackDown, whatever, it's definitely like under that angle, like, oh, we've got these representatives that can get fans in India because they can speak like multiple languages and stuff. Yeah. So they'd be perfect for that sort of thing. So I think, yeah, like they don't really need to excel them in singles. It's nice that they got in the radar and I hope they do, you know, I hope it gets them somewhere because they're really nice guys. And they're from India, you know, not Canada. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you who's, pro- let me tell you whose promo almost made me cry. Oh, shit. Ryan Kendrick. Oh, yes. He's 37 years old. And this is kind of a last gas thing. He talks about how, like, he's achieved his dream before. He's had success in the WWE and it meant the world to him. But he was, quote, an animal back then. And there's very, like, he was too busy patting himself on the back to appreciate it. And that got him released. 
and that he's looking at this as kind of his last chance at glory. Yeah. Um, and a quote, and there's like music playing in the background, sounds straight out of Friday Night Lights. And then he says in his video package, like, I've been wrestling nonstop since 1999, and it's all led to this moment. If I fall short, then I guess that's my life, falling short. <laughs> Jesus! I want Vader to come up. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, stuff happening. So, yeah. And then it cuts to him in studio with at the desk with Mauro Ranallo and uh, uh, Brian Danielson. And because they're like best friends, yeah, and they were their for each other's first opponents, so they're talking about their history. And uh, Daniel Bryan tells an excellent story of them training with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's really really funny. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He um, but uh, yeah, the whole presentation of the bracketology thing has me so excited. I have never avoided spoilers this much for something wrestling related. Nice. Like it's out there. I can find out who won all those first round matches, or even maybe who won the entire tournament. I don't yeah. know. But I know they've taped a ton of it, but I don't want to because I legitimately want to watch this. And like I said, um, I put it in our uh, Wrestling Prediction Federation uh, chat until it was hijacked with Harry Potter talk. But um, we should do a uh, – yeah, that's a real thing that happened. Yep. <laughs> uh, we, should, we should do like an NCAA style like bracket. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, Like not look at spoilers and yeah, pick spoilers think it's going to go through. I think that would be cool. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. So – uh yeah, it's CWC is going to be friggin' great. Uh, on to Raw started with a food fight. Uh, like these are the times when I just had to tell myself, like, oh cool, this is for the kids, and just try and get through it. But when you put in like you know how wrestling's been the last four or five years, these shows just stand out even more because it's like it's not like it's like a a once in a while uh you know kind of garbage episode amongst brilliant ones. It's just like oh shit, we have to put up with this now because you still have to watch it to see what might happen but it was just uh maybe we're cynical maybe we should talk to bryce maybe bryce will be able to tell us what he thought about it yeah maybe he loved it bryce is in the wpf he's a newly converted wrestling fan yeah he hasn't been watching it that he, loves, long. he loves john cena he does right so maybe he loves food fights i've never seen this before in wrestling this is fun i just think a food fight without ryback what's the point <laughs> ryback will be telling people to put that on their heads yeah. do it do it uh, a couple things to call out. About yeah. the I'm still on the hunt for some new boys. My boy stable took quite a hit with Cody and Wade Barrett leaving. I, I want to officially take, I don't know, I know I'm not supposed to do this out of the blue, but I want to bring, like, uh, Brizango in. I want those to be my two boys. I've always been Fondango. Well, you already have Fondango. I know. I want to complete but, the set. Uh, I'll, let, I Tyler... uh, I'll let you have Tyler Breeze. Okay, I'm taking Tyler Breeze in. Just want to yeah. put it up there. Okay, Okay, that's cool. Because so, you only had one boy. Yeah, I still no boy, so I need two yeah, now. So, yeah, okay, so you got two. <laughs> yeah. So Brizango versus Kofi and Titus would be a hell of a tag match. <laughs> oh, shit, I get killed. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really watching that food fight to see if anybody's showing me something. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, fucking he's Slater taking that choke slam. He's not in there yet. <laughs> Slater and Axel have been on the, like, on the, yeah. on the fridge yeah. for a while to get in because they meet all the criteria. Oh yeah. Um, I love the thing Slater did years ago with the Legends. Yep. He's always very funny on the um, network originals they do. Seems like a funny dude. He's just um, he's a mini John Cena killer. Like if you become friends with him, you lose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Any not... stable he forms, you're getting fired. Yep. Just a matter of time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some other things to call out. Uh, Cesaro and 
Apollo Crews, who's just happy to be there. He's happy to get some food, you know. He's just happy to get some food. He, it's the 4th of July. He's all smiles. Imagine he just uh, sat there and ate through it, didn't give a shit. Just, like, food just flying. Smiling. Like, yeah. just, no, even better, a bunch of food lands in uh, Corbin Barron's stomach. He <laughs> starts eating it. Uh, it's We're not body shaming. He no, has it's, a, it's, he has it's, a it's belly a face. face. Yeah. Uh, so Apollo Crews and Cesaro were arm wrestling the whole time. Yeah. All the chaos and the food, they did not break their arm wrestle. I thought that was a fun little touch. Uh, and of course, the best guy ever rolls his eyes, goes under the table and starts eating some Lay's chips. Kevin Owens. Stays true to his character, which I like. Like, I hate people breaking characters for food fights. And in a realistic world, I don't want Rusev anywhere near this fucking food fight. Yeah, Jericho should be so beyond. And oh, this yeah. Shit. But no, he's in there participating. Having a laugh, squeezing some barbecue sauce at Mark Henry. If only it was JR's barbecue sauce. Also, like, Sin Cara, the fuck do you care? Just wash her mask. (laughs) It's not going to affect him at all. I want to see him no-sell everything. Let's walk right through it. Yeah, that's his fight to win right there. Uh, Oh, we didn't do an episode last week, but uh, Demon Kane is back, and I don't care. Nope. Yep. I I think it, like, breaks my soul to see him in. Setting fire to his legacy. Yeah. Every every passing day gets farther and farther from the cane that I loved. That would be in my Attitude Era Mount Rushmore for He's, sure. He just shits on it every day now, man. It's just uh, a far cry from what he used to be. Sure is. It was like a year where he took every single move on his one knee. It was just a sad, sad time for everyone. God, remember Royal Rumble 2001? Oh, yeah. When, sorry, WrestleMania X7, but when he should have won. Yep. I think, like, Rock even lost his number one contendership to Kurt Angle, then won it back the next night, mm. I think, at some point in February. I don't know. I'm just upset about Kane. <laughs> he had his time. Causing me to mix up my facts. <laughs> That's like, something you never do. Yeah. Um, yeah, then Kevin Owens, he gets out from underneath the table. Everyone yep. all leaves, has a big chuckle. Sheamus doesn't kick anyone's ass. Yeah. Like, that's your character, dude. But whatever. Uh, they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. They're just all happy to be there. And then Kevin Owens like, yeah, that never happened in Canada. I'm like, yeah, it's right, Kevin Owens. That was a great line, too, yeah. that hot dog. Yep. And then a point-of-view shot, a rare wrestling <laughs> point-of-view shot. A little Matt Hardy-esque. And someone <laughs> hits him in the face with a fucking pie. Yep. And he just screams and throws a tantrum. And he wipes it down. He wipes his hand over his face to get some of the cream off. And he gets 95% of it out of his eyes in the first wipe. That's great wrestling. The champ. So good. Even his pie face wiping skills are on a, on another level. <laughs> um, it didn't, you didn't know who threw the pie at him. Maybe it was the cameraman. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. That rare. Could be, what was that? Uh, was uh, the TV? There was a goal that did the TV thing or the hidden camera stuff. That was it's a, GTV. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Maybe <laughs> give GTV come back. Explain. Which GTV was supposed to be. You remember who it, what they were kind of gearing it uh, towards? I don't remember at all. They were kind of gearing it towards one Mr. Thomas Green. Tom Green. Oh, God. They wanted to be behind GTV. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, they, he wasn't. They didn't ever reveal who it was. Yeah, it was yeah. going to be Goldust. Then it was potentially going to be Tom Green. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff was happening there. Attitude era, man. It was a wacky time. It people was. Got their, people got their dicks cut off. Yep. Choppy, or at least choppy. you thought they did until you had to tune in the next week. Shrinkage, man. Oh, so what are you going to be watching tonight? Oh, I'm going to be tuning into wrestling to see if uh, the wrestling porn star got his dick cut off uh, by the crazy samurai guys. 
When you say it like that, the Matt Hardy stuff didn't seem so crazy. Yeah, by the Yakuza guys. <laughs> I want to see if the Yakuza chopped off the wrestling porn star's dick and then what the wrestling pimp is going to do uh, in revenge. So, How do you get on that? Well, you see John Boyd Bobbitt showed up. Cut yeah. The <laughs> because clearly. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Like the Matt Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy stuff in the grand scheme of things maybe isn't all that crazy. Yeah, that's like two brothers going at it. Okay, that's I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> uh rusev beat uh apollo o'neill yep those, those uh wearing his star spangled shorts yep uh yeah let's move on please i mean he's my boy but he's done nothing in this feud except for do a great running clothesline several times uh on the outside of the ring a running double clothesline yeah we're hitting that they've got Dolph Ziggler-itis where they're just gonna make him wrestle each other for the next two months so yep it's boring he doesn't even do the pounce anymore. No, it's nothing, man. He's... Titus doesn't. And that's what put him in my boy stable is when he started doing the pounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with the pounce, it's the Monty Brown's finishing move in TNA uh, where he throws a guy off the turnbuckle. And then when he kind of stumbles out, he bounces off the ropes and just runs full bore into him and obliterates him across the ring. It's amazing. Find yourself a nice YouTube compilation of great uh, Monty Brown pounces. And, oh, just watch it enjoy. But you know who does the pounce now is that Mojo Rowley. Oh, yeah. Ah, Ah, gross. It fits, but gross. Yep. Gross. Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, Enzo and Big Cass came out and did their uh, super entertaining shtick, which is in no way getting old. Not at all. (laughs) uh, It's funny because I'm I'm reading and I'm hearing from things now, and people are starting to come onto our side. Good. People are like, oh, they're... Really not doing a whole lot that's different. Yes. Exactly. It's it's kind of like the New Day, except for like New Day has at least changes it up. But when you have people doing something with no impact whatsoever, it's awful. Like The Rock and Steve Austin had their their, their catch lines they'd hit, right? But they yeah. also had like, when they would just talk normally, they would be you know engaging and entertaining. And Mick Foley could be entertaining and engaging when he talked. These guys, the in-between is awful. Yeah, it's nothing. It's garbage. It really is. Like, how many times can you do like what do a Jersey Shore type thing? Like, how you doing? Like that Sonic ad. I wanted to fucking punch my TV. Yeah, fucking garbage. Oh, it's... but they're they're so fresh. Oh. They're so original, you know. Uh, yeah, it's uh. We told you, people. We warned you. Yeah, it's it's good, and there's not a lot of not a lot of growth. And then they, they can be there. good. I like, I like Cass. They like, can be good. Enzo was out and Cass yeah. was doing his solo thing and whooping everybody's ass. I was super into that. Yep. But, uh, hey, uh, hey, Cass. <laughs> yeah. Um, we build to Charlotte versus uh, Sasha Banks. Oh, I can't make her one of my girls because she's the champ, but I love Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well. Love her. Love her. Even though she cut off Sasha, I don't care. I love Charlotte. She's just, uh, she just, she just powers, like I've always said, she powers through her promos. It doesn't matter. Like, she's getting better at, like, just kind of not like, getting rattled, but she just fucking just pushes through him and has just this entitlement tone to her that's so, oh, she's such a natural heel to me. I love it. I don't know why she was, like, really faced in the first place, but I guess Nikki was the, the heel there. Um, then, I don't know if we've ever seen this before, a non-title champion versus champion match. Miz versus Dean Ambrose. First time ever in the business. First time ever. Oh, no, wait. They did it on SmackDown less than a week ago. <laughs> what a... Uh, yeah. Now that that right there, like, that encapsulates why wrestling right now is so tiring to watch and why, like, the brand split needs to really, like, 
they've talked about that new era so much. They really aren't right now. So the Browns would better be that new era. Because who's sitting there excited to watch like last week's match on Monday? No one. Oh, I I missed my Darren Young promo on SmackDown. I'm sure they'll just re-air it on Raw. Oh, they do. Okay, great. Yeah, exactly. And like, and again, that's another thing. Like, how how long is Darren Young gonna go on for? I don't know. He's not wrestling. Like, no, he's just doing these things. Yeah. Like the joke itself, like you know, make America great. That's already getting kind of old. Like they've run its course now. What are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, when was Darren Young ever great in the first place? But apparently he's been wrestling a bit now, and he's been using the uh, the crossface chicken wing. They're doing okay, sure. So okay. he gave him the move, and yeah. like that, the Puerto Rican Board of Tourism—they are very <laughs> clearly angles that are not going anywhere. Nowhere. The green screens for the fucking Board of Tourism. They're clearly not going anywhere, but yet they just keep—they won't like cut bait. They just keep going. Well, maybe this will stuff will will happen here. It's it's very troubling to watch that they're just going to keep leaning into it and going, nah, I'm just going to keep doing it. Because um, they'll have more time to fill across two shows now. So they're not going away anytime soon. No, it's probably quick to film for them, right? Get in yeah. front of a green screen and they'll keep filming them. On the subject of Enzo and Cass again, you know somebody who came out and I would say, oh, I'm tired of this bit. I'm very tired of this. This is getting old. And then they would do something new that would make me laugh my ass off and be super into it again on a weekly basis. Yep. Currently not employed by the WWE, and that's Damian Sandow. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember you and you, like, last season when we were doing the the podcast, um, the last time we were doing the wrestling podcast, every single week I'd be like, you know what? I was turning against Sandow. I'm kind of tired of this stunt double gimmick. But then he did something new, and I laughed my ass off, and it was fresh again. He would find a new way, a new twist on it, right? And that was that was fun. They kept give you give you a reason to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Wyatt family has invited the new day out to their compound. They're gonna okay. Their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, on one hand, I like how Xavier, uh, yeah, Xavier Woods. I'm gonna think Xavier Galaxy. Holy shit. Uh, Xavier Woods is selling it. I like the fact that they're finally like. It's very easy for New Day. Like I, my main concern was everyone to shit all over the for the the wide family and just do the bootio shit, and you know take the piss out of them exactly, which would ruin it. As everyone kind of does it with the wide family, um, so for the fact that like and maybe it ends with Woods being aha, I was just joking the whole time. But if they do try to take it seriously, that goes a long way because the New Day is a very joking team. If they show them taking them seriously or say they don't take them seriously and then like wide family just fucks them up and they get super serious. That gives us the end game we both wanted, which is like a super serious feud from both teams, which is awesome. Yeah, which New Day is like, okay, it's like maybe time to not uh, joke around and we got to get real here. And these are some dangerous guys and we got to show that we're actually the most talented, the best trio in wrestling right now. And it, it gives like them that uh, like iconic feud they really need because like, their tag title reign has what – what is it? Like what what's great about it right now? Like their entertainment and ring – Stuff great, but wrestling wise, there's no like, you know, wow, like there's no that Mick Foley getting thrown out in a dumpster off the edge by like two generation X. Like there's no like, you know, big moments for them. And I want them to have that because they are a great group. But yeah. in the ring, there's nothing that stands out for me as like, oh man, remember when they went toe to toe with whoever? It's just not there. Yep. And I really want that for them. I also, I still hate the Wyatt family because every time they talk, there's the fact that they have used them so poorly, like every time they talk, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Like, I don't give a shit what they say. It, you can save it still. Like, have them start making an impact, sure. But for now, their promos are the same old shit. 
okay, like why should I take them seriously? This is what they always do. They rant and rave and nothing happens. So yeah. I, I still think the feud could be good. I just have reservations. I've wanted to like the Wyatt family and Bray Wyatt specifically for like a long time. It's got an interesting look. He yep. can be different, but he doesn't say anything of relevance. He just meanders around and loses all impact, and it's very like frustrating. And that's, again, that's a problem with the WWE in general. I don't think it's so much, like, it's not like Bray Wyatt's like, hey, guys, don't put me in good matches. But, like, seeing the New Day, like, they don't give these feuds the impact they used to have. Like, we used to have blood feuds in the old days. We'd have, like, oh, Michaels and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels or uh, Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Or, like, you'd have, like, these feuds that felt bigger than life. And there's none of that, really. Like, there's so little impact with some of these feuds that it's just the, the wrestling of it is out the window. And that's where I don't like the corporate culture that kind of seems to have taken over. They worry more about, like, what's trending and what they can sell versus, like, let's give the, the fans a good story. You know what the minor thing about uh, the Hart-Austin feud and the Hart-Michaels feud and Psycho Sid and all that that really kind of put that stuff over the top? There was a lot of confrontations in street clothes where they would pull like shirts over the other guy's head and like punch them. Yep. Like they looked like legitimate street fights. I I don't know, minor touch, but I always thought that added some realism to it when like Bret Hart would pull Shawn Michaels' shirt over his head and just start peppering him in the head. The old hockey fight, yep. Yeah. Well, that's or like Austin would come out and same thing. Yeah, man. I was watching uh ECW like uh with a show a couple were weeks you? ago. Yeah, shocking. Uh, and they had one match in the card, which was just, uh, Jamie Diaz versus Shreds. And I just like, okay, whatever. It's like guys who don't really know so much on the shows I watch, so nothing's going to happen from it. But they had this, like, no history coming together. They came in and put on a five minute match that was just not over the top ECW old school, like brutal style, but like, it was just very, very, very physical, like a Brock Lesnar physical where now, like, I can't wait to see them at Commodore because it felt, it got you to believe it was real. Like, holy shit, like, these guys, like, they did a regular body slam, and, like, the place echoed with it slamming off the mat. Like, it was like they went at it, and it was awesome, and that's the sort of thing once in a while you want to have that Lesnar believability where you're like, holy shit, like, that's that's what you want them to do sometimes, is, like, make you believe. Now, when are they fighting again? Ballroom Brawl, July 16th. Where is that? Commodore. Are tickets still available? There are still a few left. You should get them when you can. It is going yeah. to be awesome. It's going to be a great show. All right. Uh, then Vicky Guerrero comes out. Mm. And, hey, I used to run SmackDown. I'd like to do so again. That's not going to happen. See you later, Vicky. Thanks for coming out. How much time did that kill? Yeah. It's it's funny because when they bring out all these old gems I didn't enjoy, I was like, Jesus Christ, why did I watch this? <laughs> yeah, it's I know. No good memories for me. It's like this is a bad period of time in wrestling for me. Although, oddly enough, I did enjoy, I don't know why, but seeing Laurinaitis again did make me laugh. <laughs> Mr. Excitement, John Laurinaitis is back. Uh. People power. Like, he's so delusional. I don't know. And I know, like, tons of people hate him behind the scenes and everything. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, then Golden, uh, or sorry, Molten Poop beat the Vaude Villains. Oh, Vaude Villains will now be entering into a never-ending feud with the Ascension. Because I don't know if you noticed the food fight, but you know who was in attendance at the food fight? Not just Connor. Oh, shit, was Victor, Victor there? Victor, too. Uh, yeah. Connor's back from suspension. Look out, world. Here comes the Ascension. <laughs> back at you. Finally to get that Ascension Vaude Villain feud to the next level. Yep. Triple threat feud with the Puerto Rican Board of Tourism. Oh, God. The only good news is at least my boys are one level above that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barely. Falling down. Old shelter dog. It's not uh, doing too well. But they had, uh, like, 
fun dog metallic breeze dressed the exact same on the outside. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's fun. Yep. I like their work. Like we talked about, like their work when they did like the the sun tanning, it was too much. Like that. I love that. They're they're making it fun. Did you ever see that long meandering five minute thing they did where they just let the camera stay on them? Oh, I still haven't just, seen that. No. Just let them <laughs> go crazy backstage in this oh. long promo. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, they're good. Yeah. There's a couple good boys you got there. Yep. I'm happy with them. Uh, AJ Styles, John Cena Club versus John Cena stuff next. I still, I just want to say, I think AJ Styles uh, is doing decent work on the mic. I like he's it. He's MVP of the year so far. Yep. He's, he's, like, he's great. He really they is. Brought him, and they brought him in, and apparently Scuttlebutt was that they brought him in to be, like, mid-card. He's just going to be a mid-carder. Nope. AJ's not going to have none of that. No, he won't have none of that. Nope. They don't want none. Yep. <laughs> I'm really happy for him. He's, he's really fun to watch, and I think his work on the mic was great. Yeah, you got no one to help you, John. You're a man on your own island. You've done this to yourself. It's like, you have, John. You never help anybody. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna beat up Cena. <laughs> yeah, but I like he had a good uh, line. Like I would say, like, he had a good line. Like we can't take this place over until you're gone, John. Fucking right, nice. I like that. Yeah, recognizing that he'll always be in the way, so eliminating him is not just a goal, but also a means to an end. Yep, the ultimate goal, which is great. Yep, storytelling, love it. Oh, imagine that. Yep. <laughs> and then who comes out to ruin everything? To side with the face that runs the place. Enzo and Cass. I will give them credit. They have good running music. Um, yeah, they do. Guess, it it, is. Yeah, because if any of them ever won the Money in the Bank briefcase, it'd probably be uh, so, very so, exciting when they cashed in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's good because, again, John Cena, you, you've become friends with him. You're fucked, so I'm kind of happy for that. Yeah. I don't think it's good for uh, Enzo. Cass has a future, but uh, well, yeah. Gonna, Cena's going to wind up with Carmella in no time. <laughs> yeah. Cass is going to be thrown off the stage <laughs> in a wheelchair. wheelchair. That'd Grossest be amazing. They just redo that exact thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, Most of the Jim Cornette thing, you can redo wrestling angles in seven years because at seven years, no one remembers anymore. Yeah, you know what? There's a point to that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Summer Ray, who I love, fought Becky Lynch, who I also love, uh, in a pretty nothing match. Uh, Summer Ray, they missed time to suplex. Almost killed her. Summer Ray almost murdered her. Turned her to a DDT, a jumping DDT. That was awkward. But I don't know. Unconfirmed reports that it did give Becky her hearing back. <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's still super quiet in this arena, but I can hear. Also, listen to her next promo. But uh, I think Deaf Becky, maybe no more. Yeah. Uh, then there was like a backstage promo for Team USA. Oh. Apollo Crews not happy to be there. A little bit serious. <laughs> Big Show rallying the troops with his USA singlet. We're, uh... Uh, then we uh, had I Team International. It. So stupid. Jericho and Del Rio and Kevin Owens being great. Yeah. Being ready to beat up some Americans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucha Dragons, who only one of them is international. I think Kalisto is from Chicago. And even Jericho was, like, born in New York. Like, there's a lot of nonsense on there. This is the world like, where, like, guys who are 5'9 are listed as 6'5". It's just how it works. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. Then the 16-man elimination main event. For this, yeah, what do, you, what do you think of that? Big Show and Zack Ryder standing tall at the end of it. It's a garbage show, so I want to have a garbage ending, I guess. Like, it's just, there's there's zero takeaway from that from, like, uh, a legitimate, sorry, I don't want to say legitimate, from uh, a, a wrestling fan who wants, you know, 
depth, there's no that ending gives nothing to us. It really yep. doesn't. And it's almost like they know that no one's gonna be watching this. Yeah, it's like a Christmas episode where it's just like, oh, whatever, it's trash. Who cares? They could have brought in like Kurt Angle for a quick one-off appearance, and then gone, and no one would really know. It was like when they had what was that match? Where all of a sudden, we saw Tatanka in the ring. <laughs> like when they didn't oh yeah. Him. <laughs> I think it was either WrestleMania this year or WrestleMania last year. Is that Tatanka? It, oh, no, it, it was this year. It was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, there's uh, Corbin Barron. That's interesting. And I was this guy. Is that fucking Tatanka? <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you ever have to ask, it always is Tatanka. Oh, That's yeah. what I've learned. Yeah. Nope. That's what I've learned. <laughs> so, uh, Zack Ryder. Now, one thing I would have loved to see happen is the match starts. Kevin Owens is in the ring. He's... So, you know, sizing up his opponent across the ring, and he just turns around into his own corner and starts punching Sami Zayn in the face. Mm-hmm. And the two of them just go at it and then just get double counted out or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yep. But they don't participate in the match because they hate each other so much. Yep. Yep. Out of control. I don't care if we're on the same team. No, I hate him. Yeah. That just means he's in closer proximity to me to punch him in the face. Exactly. And he might not see it coming because he's stupid. He remembers that Huluva kick. Yep. Uh, Zack Ryder will be receiving a United States title shot on Raw next week. Oh, oh, Zack Ryder. <laughs> They're hey. feeding Rusev. <laughs> hey, he outlasted a bunch of other men to win the Intercontinental title on the grandest stage of them all. Is there like... I think he can handle a U.S. title match on Raw, all right? Oh, poor Zack. He's, he's a big match Zack. He gets it done. <laughs> yeah. it all right? Oh, it's going to be fun to watch Rusev stomp him, I guess. Yeah. Ah, Orton Lesnar. That's so. What's the storyline uh, going to be for that? Like, I like like it. Storyline is going to be: I'm Randy Orton. I'm going to counter your F5 and do an RKO. No, you're not. And then that's pretty much going to happen. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, actually, good spot. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm imagining. Yeah. Or is there a way, uh, German suplex? He like goes to kind of lift him up for it, and then Orton shifts his weight and then comes back down and hooks his head for a RKO. I I'm pretty That's sure. That's all I care about. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about his matches. I'm just interested in seeing different ways he can do the RKO. All you do, just, I think, is sit at home and like draw out ways that he can pull off an RKO. <laughs> That's his rehab. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, let's see. He can maybe try and uh, superplex me here, and I'll counter that. Do an RKO, and he'll try and punch me. I'll counter that. I feel like sometimes you will wake up and just wake Jen up. Like, guess what? I thought of a new RKO situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed, Bowman. <laughs> no, no, no. Get the get this. Hey, I called that Sheamus one. You did, yep. Like he's gonna try that slingshot shoulder block, and Orton's gonna catch him. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for Raw. That's pretty much it for what's happening WWE wise. Uh, just a bit of uh, a bit of hype. Uh, next week it's it's Monday Night Bow. Versus Stanch Down. Yep. In our fantasy draft. Yep. We're going to be drafting people from Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Maybe draft uh, one Attitude Era star each. Ooh. I like yeah. this. Yeah, we, should, uh, we, can, we, should, we should compile a list of the names of people that have been rumored to be brought back. Yep. Including your Kurt Angles, your your Jeff Hardys. No, Matt. Matt? Stevie, no, no. Your Stevie Richards's, your Tommy Dreamers, and we're allowed to pick one person from that pool each, yep. if we should so choose. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to, but it's nice to have it there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't necessarily feel the need to invite MVP to compete on Monday Night Bo. <sighs> nope. Uh, oh, also, I want to put down there for rules, uh, for clarification for it, uh, Monday Night Bo is two hours long, just like Stanch Down is. Oh, yeah, we're not going three hours. Ever. My show is not three hours. Nope. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've been thinking a lot about who my number one pick is going to be. That could be impacted by who your pick is. I've been thinking a lot about strategy for the type of show I want to build. Yep. Because, uh, like, it's not to the point where you don't want to pick a John Cena for your show. A John Cena is going to be valuable for your show. John Cena, we know, can put on good wrestling matches, and when he wants to, can be a good character. Yep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns, you know, can hook you up with some drugs. 100%. You know, guy, guy's gotten in. I'm the fuck, I'm the GM. Monday Night <laughs> Pope. Give me that gauge, Roman. Come on, Oos. Yeah, come on, Oos. Um, yeah, so that's it. All right, we got we to gotta get into this here. Yep. All right, the final deletion. He, I'm gonna give Matt. I would give Matt a shout out for like sticking to this computer theme his entire fucking career. He did the Matt Hardy yeah. 2.0. Like he really sticks with this theme. V1. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's really I, yeah ahead of the curve. <laughs> and I thought V1, and a lot of people did. I'm not the one guy who was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say V1 was genius. But I thought it was great with the Matt facts. Yep. And the slow loading of the program and how his entrance video, like it would go live and it's like a grainy WWE.com. And the whole thing was genius idea, which I'm starting to think was Matt's idea. I think he has good ideas. It's just the execution is a bit off. (laughs) And he needs a little bit of a filter, perhaps. Because I think we're seeing some unfiltered Hardys. This is like Vince Russo. TNA right now. So guys, you know what? You're the only guys we have under contract, so just go do whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they need someone to be like... Sounds good, Dixie! (laughs) Hold back on the fireworks. (laughs) Oh, they spent their pyro budget already. I'm pretty sure TNA's entire budget was spent on this, right? Magnus or Drew Galloway is going to come out without fireworks now because they used them (laughs) all for this hardy thing. Uh, We don't have the money anymore. No, sorry, guys. Final deletion. So sad. What's, ha- what's happened to TNA? Yeah. It's... There was a time, man, pre-Hogan, where they could have maybe made a run at it. They had a video game. They had some disgruntled, unpushed WWE guys, mm-hmm. like a Christian. Right? Huh? A little Christian action? Yep. Uh, where now, if they were in that same position, you'd be getting a Cody Rhodes. You'd be maybe getting a Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. they We want competition, but they could have been it. It's just... You know, for some reason, Hogan likes to ruin things, and they brought him in, and I don't know why to this day. You guys had six sides, brother, and you didn't do anything with it, so we're going to four sides. <laughs> Says, uh, I just, like, it's and, unfortunate. And here comes nasty boy Brian Dawson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to turn things around. <laughs> oh, fuck, Hogan. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, as, which is really too bad, because you look at a lot of guys that have a lot of buzz happening in WWE right now. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, yeah, uh, even to a lesser extent like in Austin Aries. Uh, these are guys who, yeah, were TNA mainstays mm-hmm. that they could there. built their entire franchise around. But every time a, and I'm not going to lump Kurt Angle into this, but every time a Ken Kennedy became available, all right, back of the line. Yep. Oh, I don't care that you've been here from the beginning. Like, yeah, back of the line. They could. They had that X division. They had the cruiserweight division that people lauded WCW for having, mm-hmm. and what the hardcore wrestling fans go, yeah, that was the best thing of WCW. TNA had that. WWE didn't. Exactly. Like they had it in to provide something that WWE wasn't. Uh... They had uh, awesome uh... Kong. They had women's wrestling. Yep. That had someone really new and captivating and original and interesting to watch. And Hall of Famer Gail Kim. Hall of Famer Gail Kim was also there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, oh, you remember Maria Kanellis? Yeah. As a little, a, a little aside. Yep. Um, I, 
I hate magic. Like magician magic. So you... Because I I don't mind it and if you tell me exactly how you did the trick after you did it. But um I don't like it cuz I they never explain the trick afterwards and I like to know cuz I know you're not really magic. Anyway, so on Netflix I found uh, they had the history of magic secrets greatest revealed or whatever. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. No, Mass Magician it shit aired in like 97. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Yep. Yeah yeah yeah, so they have all that on Netflix, so I was watching the bejesus out of it. Of course, that's yeah. And one of the random episodes I'm watching, one of his like sexy assistants is Maria Canellis. What? Yeah. Interesting. I had no idea. It was like the first random one. I, ch- I didn't start at one. I just chose a random episode from season two where, like, oh, those tricks look interesting. I want to see what happens there. And fucking Maria pops up. Nice. Yeah, I was psyched. Nice. I had no idea. Cool. Oh, man. Maria, who dated uh, CM Punk famously, and CM Punk, who uh, Jeff Hardy made a motherfucking superstar. CM Punk dated a lot of divas. He did, man. Yeah, you know. Um, all because of Jeff. Jeff got yep. him that spot. Jeff made him a motherfucking superstar. All right. Hey, I know for a fact that CM Punk takes Ambien to sleep. That's a drug, motherfucker. What was it? Hornswoggle had a weird story, like how like his cell phone, he lost it, and he had to get a new one. And he asked CM Punk for, like, oh, they had a mutual friend. He asked for the number again, and CM Punk just lost on him, saying he was trying to use him to get a number. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, Yeah, like, I'm what? pretty sure the person they were referring to was Colt Cabana. Because Hornswoggle said that it's like to this day it's Punk's like best friend. Yeah. So, and he knew that he knew that they had been in contact before. Yeah. And that Hornswoggle had that number before, and that like yeah he didn't understand why Punk was just being a fucking dickhead. Like why would Cole Cabana give a shit if Hornswoggle was contacting him? Like he's he's in, he's got his hands in so many things. Maybe he was, he was talking about like pro wrestling tees. Like what the yeah. why why does he fucking care? Yeah. <laughs> so weird, man. Like see uh, Punk, like I love him, but like I can see working with him being the most fucking annoying thing in the world. Never oh know God, yeah. set him off, right? Yeah. Like I think it'd be great to have him as your friend on the condition that he liked you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he liked you a lot. If he tolerated you, oh man, would that be a painful experience? Yep. Fucking subtweeting you and stuff. <laughs> so talk to Ryan back. They probably yeah. were kind of okay at one point. And then <laughs> All right, so this final deletion, uh, we start out. If you haven't seen this thing, you have to watch. My it. God, check it out right now. There's a director's cut on YouTube. Seventeen minutes. Uh, it's seventeen minutes long. You won't be sorry. This thing zips too. It's yeah, it, it moves. It moves. There's uh, so many questions. Starts off with little Maxel Hardy, uh, his birthday party. Yep. And uh, and his gardener, his landscaper, uh, Senior Benjamin. Gets him a, a gift to which Matt Hardy exclaims, "Delightful! It's an extraordinary xylophone." <laughs> I just want to know if he thinks these lines are awesome or if he's in on it. He's Hardy, why so, man? I don't know. I think <sighs> he might think that they're awesome, but if everyone's all having a laugh at it, he might try and flip that. And oh yeah, the room is a—it's totally a—it's a dark comedy. Yeah. Like no, it's yeah. not, Matt uh, Hardy. You tried. <laughs> yeah. Because have you seen The Room? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I feel like. And yeah. then he breaks the fourth wall because he's talking about the final deletion. And he breaks the fourth wall, looks at the audience and says, I've invited you to come and bear <laughs> witness. And, and I'm like, this got fuck, this got crazy instantly. Yep. I know your birthday's in December. Why expect an extraordinary xylophone? I hope so because it yep. looked like an exciting gift. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to think at this point. Am I into this? Do I hate this? Am I hate watching it? I don't know. And let me tell you, I flip-flopped on my feelings 
got a good six, seven times Same. throughout. That's I, the genius of like, it. This is the stupidest thing ever. And then I was like, no, this is actually a work of genius that will be studied in wrestling schools. Yep. Yeah, that's the line it rides. Stuff. It's perfect. Like, it is one of those things where you will have a big debate whether it is shit or genius. And yeah. that alone makes me think it's genius because it's My, fucking yeah. down that line. My next note is, oh, shit, this lawn is full of Jeff Hardy symbols. In our wrestling predictor fan, that was the first thing I posted after watching it, was why is Jeff Hardy mowing his symbol into his lawn? <laughs> why is that something he does? It's a giant lawn. He's fucking out there just mowing him away. It's insanity. And it, why would oh. he do that? And then uh, and then he just goes and sits in the living room and dramatically plays guitar. Yeah, and then a... a fucking drone attack <laughs> happens. A drone shows up outside the window, and he kind of goes, what the hell? What the... <laughs> Like, it blows him away. Like, he goes from, like, playing guitar to, like, what the hell? And gets up to that window. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I like to imagine it's the first time he's ever seen a drone. <laughs> What's that mechanical bird doing? Because then four uh, drones enter his house. <laughs> he starts beating And he starts guitar. swatting them with the, the guitar and destroying them. Um, <laughs> which uh, brings me to my next point, which was then the alpha drone has a holographic uh, projection of Matt Hardy yep. inviting him to take part in the final deletion. Yep. And then uh, when he, Matt Hardy first comes up in the hologram, he's like, I see you've met my fleet of aerial assault robots. <laughs> he says, serious. Yeah. I think. I think it's serious. I, I don't know. I don't. Like, I doubt they're clever enough to. That's what I think, right? They're not. I think, and we've seen their history of promos. Like, I just think they go all in, and this is what it is. It's because we're still like in Sharknado one. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not fair. Sharknado knew what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. They were but so like far. Sharknado two and three is just it got ridiculous and it was shoving in its face, in your face, what it is. Yep. But uh, yeah, this is just, and then we cut to Jeff Hardy on a dirt bike. Riding across his estate, swatting at drones. And my note just says, when did this stop being wrestling? Yeah. I, I was I was impressed the fact that, like, they blew up the cheap drones and kept the expensive one alive. I thought that was well well budgeted. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good job, guys. Didn't break and the then, big white drone. And then he runs away or something. And then it was all a big bait and switch to get him to leave his house. Cut to <laughs> that already. Cut to Matt Hardy on a fucking riding mower <laughs> saying, your beloved yard is about to be broken. I think and he rides his riding mower with his arms outstretched as if he doesn't give a single solitary fuck. Titanic's it, yeah. And just mows through the Jeff Hardy symbols all over his lawn. Oh, man. I think at one point he says, like, I, too, am a landscaper. Like, yeah, he throws in the fact he's a landscaper because his fucking butler is as well. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that, it's kind of genius. He's fucking up this guy's lawn because if Jeff Hardy loves his lawn that much. Oh, he put a ton of work into it. Good fucking move, Matt Hardy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to psychologically get in someone's head? If they have a meticulously patterned, yeah. mowed lawn, fuck up that pattern. Like, that's a win for Matt Hardy right there. That is a that good is, move. That is boss-level move right there. Like, it was yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's yeah, and this is again where I start feeling like, okay, this is actually genius. <laughs> Fuck up his lawn. Yeah. Um then it cuts to the Matt Hardy compound where uh, Senior Benjamin is preparing for uh for for chaos and anarchy. Yep. 
for the massacre is what he's preparing for. And then here comes fucking, uh, just when scenes can't get any better, here comes Matt Hardy again. Senior Benjamin, this is the remaining gasoline from my earlier <laughs> landscaping yeah. escapades. Please apply generously to the battleground. It's like they only have one caster of gas. <laughs> it's a bit, it's, it's so um... great. And again, I changed my opinion on this entire thing several times during that line. Yeah. I can see that. Senior Benjamin, this is the remaining gasoline for my earlier landscaping escapades. All right, that's pretty good. Please apply generously to the battleground. That's kind of shitty, but it's also brilliant. Damn it. I don't know what to think. What if at one point, for whatever reason, the next one of these, they bring in Gene Hackman? <laughs> Gene Hackman, who has 99 <laughs> acting credits on IMDb? Yeah. This is the 100 Yeah, this is what he does. <laughs> that's always been a personal dream of mine is to write a script. And get Gene to do it to be his 100th credit on like IMDb. Deletion two, Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, Hackman Turner Overdrive would be great. Uh, uh, Matt then uses a violin to summon Jeff Hardy, and it works. Yeah, I know he plays a good tune, good little diddly. Yeah. Uh, my next note is just never go full Hardy, or always go full Hardy. <laughs> I don't know. It's the line, man. Because I... this, they're just it's crazy. It's a heavily edited wrestling fight. Uh, oh, and a garden trestle is not a table. That was Don't weird. Don't try to make me think that it is. They go underneath the thing, and I guess it works because he's a landscaper who prepped the battleground for the massacre. Is that the fucked up logic at play? Because that's genius that they meant it. <laughs> yeah, that oh, the landscaper just used shit from his landscaping. <laughs> as he just took shit out of his shed. Oh you're going to have a ladder. Right to do some oh, landscaping. Shit. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be able to, you know, plant bulbs without a kendo stick. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a hoe that was used. Yep. Uh, there was like the the ivy covered trestle. Oh, it's that weird. Was essentially used in place of a table. Um, you know, it's it's really really tough to um, you know, to 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 pick out weeds without fireworks. So that's why there were fireworks there. Was, when when Matt first started shooting at Jeff, Jeff just started screaming, What's the matter with you? <laughs> Which felt <laughs> oh, real. Oh, yeah, that's on my note. Uh, my next note was, I'm surprised Jeff's fucking band didn't do the music for this. Oh, shit. But Good there's point. still time, though. Yep. And then I figured this thing was going to end like a monkey's episode, and they'd all be like, and Jeff and his band would be playing a song at the end of it. That would that would have not blinked an eye at that. Yeah. Because um, they did his, his theme song in TNA. It was just, just awful. Yep. Jeff Hardy's band sounds like you would expect Jeff Hardy's band to sound like. <laughs> it's perfect looking at him and knowing his nonsense. Yep, that band, that sounds exactly like I expected it to. Yep. Uh, and this is where I said, we are going to look back on this years from now and still not understand it. All we're going to need to do, the only question we're going to need to ask to instantly refresh our memories is, remember when the Hardy Boys lost their minds? Yep. Oh, it's it's it, this is wrestling lore you're seeing right now. Yeah. It, it'll be uh, talked about forever. Yeah. Next note. Oh, shit. From the tree. He goes for yep. a spontan bomb off of a tree onto Matt, who's propped up on a ladder. Yep. Now, he misses. And still tries to cover him. And then he makes the cover. That made me so mad. That's just. That right there I, is my interest. I'm with the fireworks. Yep. I'm with the lawnmowers and the yep. extraordinary xylophones and all this. However, I will not be able to bypass simple wrestling logic as you missing a swanton 
and ricocheting off the ladder while the other guy is safe as he rolls out of the way. And then you end up trying to make the cover on him still. And we didn't pre-talk about that. We both just noticed that and hated it. I'm glad we both yeah. realized that was oh. trash. That's not wrestling. No, come on, guys. Get it under control here. I was furious at that. Oh, yeah. I was really mad. And then, like, because this, this fight, if you were watching it, there are so many weird camera cuts that are rapid fire, like, in close, further away, in close, far away. It's so fucking weird how it's edited. Uh, some of the cuts looked, they, looked like they were sloppy mistakes. They didn't care. Left them in. Yep. The beginning of the fight, their footsteps in the ring are so loud for a good 15, 20 seconds. You can't hear anything else. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Uh, man. Uh, fireworks not used as weapons enough in wrestling. <laughs> China should have used her fireworks cannon on somebody. That's true. That would have won some matches. Fucking WrestleMania, Ivory standing in the ring. She just launches her firework thing at her. It'd be what's great. the matter with you? Uh, yeah, that's my next note. What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Which, again, I think was real. He, he didn't know there were fireworks. Because <laughs> Matt Hardy is shooting, like, Roman candles and shit at him. And Jeff Hardy is defending himself only with a trash can lid. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Oh. It was great. And then uh, Matt thinks he's killed him. Yeah. Deleted him. And goes walking around with, with a hoe, which he's dramatically looking through for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, no. And tables have turned now. And Jeff Hardy's chasing him with fireworks. Yeah. And then Matt Hardy oh, looking shit. for shelter. Yep. A dilap- it's a dilapidated boat. <laughs> Why do you call it dilapidated <laughs> Again, genius or insane. I don't know which it is. <laughs> oh, a dilapidated boat. There is no greater struggle, not between Hardys, not between your Owens and your Zanes. There is no greater struggle happening in the world of wrestling right now than in my mind as I'm trying to ask myself, is this genius or insane? And then it gets even better. It it, it ramps to a new level. And then it gets even better because they go fighting in the water and they don't use the dilapidated boat. The boat's done. And then, oh, shit, Willow was in that water. Willow. The the Willow laugh is the worst thing in wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, and Willow's like Bray Wyatt if he was high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Willow promo? It's awful. Yeah, it's 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 stoned Bray Wyatt. So, um, but not like chill stoned. No, no, like he's like, yeah, tripping. It was laced with something. Yeah, tripping balls. Uh, and then uh, Senior Benjamin with the run in Taser style. Yeah, <laughs> Taser's fucking Willow. Uh, Wyatt, I'm gonna put it to you right now. Uh, one on one best Taser run in in wrestling history. Scott Hall versus Goldberg, Starcade '98. Senior Benjamin on Willow in Final Deletion. Uh, I think Senior Benjamin might take the cake on this yep. one. Yep, it was good. Then they go running off screen. Matt recovers, and you know it's coming. You you know it's coming. Yep. He's walking. He sees Willow KO'd on the ground. Yeah, that's a pin opportunity right there. He pins him, gets the three count. Let's see who's under and like does removes the mask and oh, it's Senior Benjamin. And to the and rest, the rest credit. He said, "No, can't count as a pinfall." He was on the ball this entire match. That ref. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't know how he knew the rules, but he was on the ball. Oh, he showed up in his car. <laughs> yeah. which is that's another. Are you an, are you an official? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm here, aren't I? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and the mask is on the landscaper. Okay, this is fucking genius. Yep. Because then Jeff Hardy shows up out of nowhere and fights again. And then they go to the, the final stage of Final Deletion, yep. where they're fighting in a giant grave with Jeff Hardy's, I guess, his symbol. Yep. Remember the Hardy Boy symbol was just a stylized H with a B forming out of it? Mm-hmm. This is just, like... Prince-esque, almost. Yeah, it's Prince-esque. And there's a massive one of those, and Jeff Hardy beats up Matt Hardy and climbs to the top of it. He chokes him up with a shitty side choke. Ugh. Oh, yeah, he does a side choke. Matt's KO'd. He climbs to the top of his symbol to do a flying swanton. And uh, then... <laughs> the we flashback. Flash, we flashback, <laughs> usual suspect style, to Matt Hardy talking about how this candle, when it burns out, will mean the end of Brother Nero. And then his wife appears out of nowhere. Did, I while Matt Hardy's on the ground, gives him the did, candle. Was did just she appear for one. real, or was it a dream that she gave him the candle? Did she actually show no, up? No, she actually time? gave him the candle. Okay, because I thought it was his, it. I thought it was in his dream that she appeared and gave him that fucking candle. I thought this was getting like earth, like outerworldly so shit. So she crossed over from yeah. the dream realm and <laughs> that's a what Freddy, I think happens. Freddy Krueger type situation. <laughs> exactly. She handed him the candle in the dream world. Yep. And he accepted it in the real world? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, sure. Doesn't sound too crazy what's already happened. No, it, re- it really doesn't. Uh, and then he uses that candle and sets ablaze the, the symbol. Jeff Hardy stumbles off of it. He takes onto, a lesser bump than the ladder bump. A lesser bump than the ladder bump <laughs> onto what looks to be a fairly comfortable pile of dirt. You've never seen a safer bump than when Rikishi fell into the sawdust. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> just a sawdusty and bump. <laughs> And uh, then Matt gets the three. Weakest three pit I've seen in a while. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's pretty weak. After everything, I expected him to, I mean, guys, get a green screen, put some money into the CGI, decapitate Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Which will make it even more hilarious when they show up to challenge for the tag belts. (laughs) Hey, didn't you get your head chopped (laughs) off? No. That's Uh, crazy. What's wrong with you? uh, It was fun. It was yeah. It was more. It was it was more fun than I've had watching Raw in a while. Yeah, oh yeah. And I know some people were like, a lot of people were like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." And and I can just understand people not liking it. Yeah, I'm not gonna defend yeah. anybody who says this is ridiculous and stupid and just a slap in the face of wrestling. I will never defend this to anybody. And this is not Gen level. Imagine like, she'd probably break up with me. Yeah, this is I wrestling. Describe, <laughs> hey, this is a wrestling thing. Uh. And I made her watch this, although it is my birthday on Friday. Oh, shit. And maybe as my birthday gift, watch she can sit Final down deletion. and watch Final Deletion with me. The way I view it is, it's like six months of the Adrian era condensed into one like 17-minute thing. It's crazy. That's what it is. Like If you take the Adrian era, you could fit together a crazy story just like this. It's just the production level is what makes it sets it apart. It's fucking- absolutely fucking Bonkers. The drones. He's already hitting drones with his fucking guitar. <laughs> and he's riding his dirt bike and swiping at, gr- at drones. And not- camera shots of him reaching out and grabbing at the drone. <laughs> and if you saw the drone going to his house, it actually had facts listed like traitor, likes, playing guitar. Like it had, I, I paused it to read like it. A, like a Terminator yeah. style, red eye, exactly. uh, red red screen type deal. Listing facts about Matt Har- uh, Jeff Hardy being a traitor. It just has a, his finishing move, phony like twist of fate. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I feel like I could talk about this thing for another two hours. Yeah, it could be an entire 
episode just talking. <laughs> there will about... be theses written on this. This will be studied in schools. It's crazy. And again, they're trying so hard on it. Yeah. Like, I think God, they think God it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got TNA on the radar. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the YouTube comments. One of them, TNA could make millions off a, it's a dilapidated boat <laughs> t-shirt. I might buy that. <laughs> I would totally buy that. Like, that'd be a fun thing to look back at five years. Someone sees that and recognizes that. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good aha moment. Uh, you know what? We'll call this IW. We'll, we'll dovetail this into IWC and read. Yeah, yep. Uh, and read some more YouTube comments. Do it, yep. Uh, Master Hentai 777 says, Senior Benjamin is more over than Roman Reigns, LOL. Oh, yeah, and again, like I told you earlier, he's got his own Twitter account, and it's like, it's kayfabe. Like, it's like, Landscaper, Senior Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, one person says, I've, I had more fun watching this match than anything I've seen on WWE in the last five years. Yeah. Thank you, Matt and Jeff. Even now as an adult, all these years later, you entertain me and bring a smile to my face. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then one guy responds, yeah, th- is this this is way better than Owens versus Cena or Sami Zayn and Nakamura. Shut the fuck up. This was live action abortion. Whoa. Got real angry there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one comment, uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yep. Uh, one haven't watched wrestling in so long. What the fuck happened to that Hardy? <laughs> LOL. Imagine that you you just know the good old Hardy boys, and all of a sudden you turn it on, and this is what you're getting. And then one person responds with, "He lost the title." Dot dot dot. Then this happened, <laughs> and the next guy afterwards just says, "He got broken." <laughs> it's working. See, people are talking about it. They're buying into the story. Yeah, uh, one person's like, "The Willow Swerve was my favorite part," and yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah. It was good. I popped big when he emerged. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, uh, one person says, people say this is bad, yet it was made to entertain us, and I think that's exactly what it has done. Yeah, good point. And again, if you look at it, is this any of that crazier than fucking Mick Foley having three goddamn personalities? Yeah. That's no. fucking stupid. And I didn't like it. This one was executed in a much quicker manner, and I enjoyed it. Willow pop out of the water? What the fuck? Why not? Oh, man. I swear to God, the Hardys watched the fucking room and said, dude, we could do something just <laughs> like this, but with pro wrestling. Why not? They may or may not have been high. Well, that's the thing. You look at, like, Lucha Underground. Like, there, there are people who are trying to come up with new ways of kind of showcasing wrestling. Um, and why not? It's something. It's not like you have to watch it. It's something for everyone. If people like it, awesome. If not, you know, oh, well, it's at least it's trying something. I'd rather someone try than, like, sit back and be, you know, very, very plain and not adventurous. Yeah, like go down swinging. Yeah, like that's right. again, like people, more people are talking about TNA than I've heard in a long time, and people even just saying like, even if they're joking, got a PVR set, like they are gonna watch it eventually. Like they're gonna, people are gonna talk about this, and they're gonna watch it, and you can, you know, the debate about is this, you know, good for the long run? That's another day, but like for now, it it was like I said, it was entertaining. When I saw the promo for this, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yep, I will watch the bejesus out of that. And I'm going to say part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because it was so not corporate culture. Like, it is obviously, like, a passion project for them, and they put a lot into it, and it was fun. Like, there was no pausing to tell me about what was trending. There was no, like, oh, here, we're going to follow Sant. No, it was just, like, they had a start and a finish point, and I went along for the ride. One comment, it's a dilapidated boat! I'm dead. It's so good. So he said that. It was so stupid, but good. Oh, God, I, yeah, I, again, we could talk about this all night. 
And it's almost, I don't think it belongs in the same vein of someone here likened it to the old, like um, the mini movies WCW would do. Yeah. Where Sting went to the white Vader's white castle of fear. Yeah. Or when they had like the beach promo where I think it was like Sid and Vader were the masters of the power bomb and they put a bomb on a boat and tried to blow up Sting and the British Bulldog and a bunch of children. Yep. Uh, yeah, those I think were trying to be mini movies and trying to be serious. This is just trying to be fun. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. At the end of the day, the Hardy Boys are always trying to entertain people, and that's what they were trying to do. And that's why they got the intro music on this week's episode. Full circle. Full friggin' circle. Wyatt's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I gotta talk about. I am just, I'm spent. I want people to watch it if you haven't. Final deletion. Oh, it's... It's not over. If you if you listen to us talk about it, and you like, ah, I'm too busy. I'm not going to watch it beforehand. I'm sure they'll they'll sum it up for us. Uh, halfway through, a quarter of the way through, I hope you stopped what we were doing. Just yeah. to listen, you can't just listen to us talk about it. You got to see it for yourself if you're a wrestling fan. It is just madness. Yeah, at least watch it to see if you like it or not. If you don't, oh well. But at least you know you'll know what everyone's talking about. Yeah. Oh. See, if this was trending worldwide, I would buy it. More so than U.S. title trending worldwide. It's it, it's legitimately is one of those things where like it it's wrestling lexicon now. Like people will make mention to like a dilapidated boat in a promo. For, like Cesaro will in like five years from now. We're like, yeah. oh yeah, Cesaro gets it. I'm gonna be in a lake this weekend. Yeah, you're gonna probably say... gonna be a dilapidated <laughs> boat there, and I'm gonna have to bite my tongue to maybe not say it. Because then if you say it, you have to explain it to Jen, and yeah, <laughs> it won't go real well. It's not Gen level. Yep. It really isn't. It it's is. something that's just for wrestling fans. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Wyatt. Uh, the show is on iTunes, is it not? It is indeed, sir. It's on iTunes. Uh, also SoundCloud. Uh, always leave reviews for us. Uh, we have some very good fans that always talk to us on Twitter. If we don't get up every week, it's purely a busy schedule thing. Uh, I'm super yep. busy with this ECW stuff. You are a busy man and hard to nail down as well, but we always try and do our best. So yep. well, we really appreciate though people uh, asking about the show and telling us to talk about certain top subjects. Keep it coming. We love it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan W at illegal, illegal strikes Strike. show favorite show favorite was the one that said, yeah, we need to watch the final deletion. Uh, and we were going to anyway, but if we, if we didn't, and if for whatever reason, we're just that busy where we don't even know about it. And Illegal Strikes was the guy to say to us, hey, you should check this thing out. Oh, God, legend. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, it'd be great. So uh, next week's episode, the big uh, the mock draft. It's going to be a good Very one. I'm, I'm really excited to see your strategies. Uh, I think yep. it's going to be I'm, fun. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this way too much. Going on hikes with Jen, and she's talking, and I'm just thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> Who, who's my going to be, like, my swing pick? Can right? I still do get I Daniel wanna, Bryan? What kind of role can I do? I want to build a cruiserweight division, or do I want to focus more on the divas or the women? I don't know. So, yeah, I've been thinking about it. So uh, Also, uh, in the off week, we weren't going to talk a lot of wrestling anyway. That was when we were going to watch and review Countdown. Yep. Uh, which we're still going to do at some point. Uh, however, obviously, it's going to be a busy little while with um, the ECCW Ballroom Brawl. Get yep. your goddamn tickets. Uh, the mock draft, the actual draft, uh, Battleground. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming up, but we will watch and review Countdown. It's going to happen. You can't just let Dolph Ziggler and Kane in a movie go under the radar. And Rusev. And Rusev plays Rusev, and I know why now. Oh, interesting. Don't ruin it for me. 
I'm not going to, okay. but I I don't I wasn't reading up on Countdown. Oh, I think I was reading a list on what culture of the ranking all the WWE Studios films. Oh, okay. And uh Countdown was very low on the list, which excites me. Um number one was a rundown. Of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to think that that was Scorpion King was their first. Rundown was their second. Like they were still a legitimate, not just straight to video garbage factory at that oh, point. Oh, they were trying, yeah. Yeah, and even then, they've been flurries of them trying for years, like or once every couple of years. Like I have friends that tell me Oculus was actually really good. Oh yeah, um, yeah. it was okay. I the Halle Berry the one, call. call I never watched it because I don't like Halle Berry, but I did see the Colin Farrell Dead Man Down with Wed Barra. Oh, it, nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a non-speaking role, and that was fun. I've seen both the Mrs. Christmas films, and those are garbage. I uh, have not seen The Chaperone, so I don't want to support Triple H. <laughs> Bret Hart laying into what is rating in 2K16. God, Bret Hart. I love it. Great. Um, yeah, so subscribe on iTunes. Leave a rating review. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. At Vancouver is me. At The Stanchion is Wyatt. Yes, sir. We we obviously love wrestling. We're, we're down to talk wrestling whenever you are. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Wyatt, do you have anything else to say on our way up the ramp. Uh, I do not. I just want to, again, thank everyone for listening. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still thinking about that Hardy final deletion. Oh, God. I think we'll just have 17 minutes added on to the end of the podcast. <laughs> just, we'll just play the audio. Just the audio. <laughs> or, no, that would be a disservice to the amazing visuals. Yeah. Because you need to see Willow pop out of the water to fully appreciate it. You got to see Jeff Hardy batting drones into the air with his fucking guitar. <laughs> You gotta see Matt Hardy fucking up his lawn. Yeah. Uh, So great. So we'll see you all next week at the mock draft. Yes. Thanks for listening. We out. Bye. Godfather's in the house. Grab your bitches. Let me pimp let me die.